I mean it or not. I thought our pool was closed. Anyways. What is up everybody? It's your girl Sabrina, aka Pearly Messy Bun, coming back at you. Um, once again. <laughs> I forgot to do the intro on my podcast. So. I didn't plan the one on Saturday because, you know, I said I was supposed to work. Um, I did, however, plan this one. Um, this one's been on my mind for about a week. And I just feel like it's extremely necessary to talk about. Um, I'm probably going to get emotional, but it's okay because feelings are good. Feelings are okay. So... I'm sure you guys have read the title. Um, today we're going to be discussing depression and anxiety. And I've discussed mental illness in the black community before. Um, however, that was a lot of statistics. So, well, I'm just going to speak. And hopefully I don't ramble. But if you've been listening to my podcast, you know that's kind of just my thing. Um, I have a lot of suppressed memories. So, <clears throat> yeah. There's probably things that I'm either not going to think about or I don't remember. Um, dates are like really fucked up for me. I know for one incident that I have, um, I accidentally told somebody it was um, 2018, but it was actually 2017. Um, so yeah. So <clears throat> basically... I want to discuss this because I feel like a lot of people take it as a joke. Um, a lot of people don't really know what it's like. And, you know, a lot of people suffer in silence. And I don't, I, I'm probably one of those people. But at the same time, I'm not because I've spoke about some of my experiences on my podcast. So I've shared my experiences. So mine isn't completely in silence, but I don't want to talk about my feelings. I just want to use my experiences to help others. So, um, you're probably going to see my cats if this is their space, the living room. So yeah, they're assholes. They don't want me in here right now because they think I'm talking to myself. Anytime I record, <laughs> they think I'm talking to myself. So I have some stuff on my phone that I screenshotted or something like that. So, the first thing I want to talk about is depression. Um, I think that's a really tough one because it's like when you have depression you can't control your thoughts your thoughts control you and a lot of people don't understand that they think that oh you can just turn it off and I don't know how it is in other communities um even though my mom is white but I was raised in a black household if that makes sense you know if you know if you know you know <laughs> um so like the way a lot of black people are raised is if you don't talk about it, it doesn't exist. If you don't acknowledge it, it doesn't exist. Um, things like depression, they're just in your head. They're not real. They're like fictional characters, which I, I wish. I mean, I really wish it was like that. But the fact that it's not, it's like, who are you to tell me that my feelings are invalid? Like, I don't, I don't understand. Um, 
and it's not something that you can turn on or off. It's something that can be managed, um, and I'm not talking about with medications because I don't take medications for anything, um, except headaches, which I actually forgot to take. Um, but I did look up a few signs of depression, and some of them vary person to person. Some people deal with their things differently. Um, so a lot of them are like migraines, changes in weight, whether that's um, up or down, just a fluctuation, changes in eating habits, um, tearfulness, lack of energy, withdrawing from friends and family. If you're in school, there can be a drop in grades or just a um, drop in like work overall. Um, sleeping more than usual, hostility, irritability, hopelessness, inability to accomplish normal chores slash tasks, sadness, and self-loathing. Um, and a lot of people would look at these things and be like, oh, you know, they're just sad. And I think a lot of people confuse with, confuse just being sad with depression. So, um, I remember, oh Lord, very few people outside of my family know this, but when I was in middle school, um, I was, I think it was, this is again where the dates come into play. Um, I'm gonna say it was eighth grade, but it had to have been eighth grade. So... I was sexually assaulted in middle school. Um, I was 13 or 14 at the time. And actually, I think I was 13. And um, after that experience, I was bullied. And I began, I began to self-harm um so there was a black hoodie that i wore every single day it didn't matter the weather it didn't matter how hot it was and it was to hide the scars that i had so that's the first um time that i can remember and i don't even fully remember it all i remember is the black hoodie the cutting and that was right before my sister found out she was pregnant. So when she told us that she was pregnant, she came to me and she was like, um, and, um, she, My contact just came out. Um, she came to me and she begged me to stop. <laughs> she begged me to stop because she said her child needs their aunt. Eventually I did stop. Um, <sighs> Jesus. 
So that's the first time I can recall stuff like that. And um, that forever changed me because I was sexually assaulted then. And then like a few months later, um, the summer between eighth or yeah, eighth and ninth grade, um, I was assaulted. Like this guy, um, I had met, I went to go hang out with him. It was summer and I wasn't sexually active at that time. Um, just because I didn't like being touched after that. Like I didn't even want to hug. And so, um, I went to go meet up with this guy that I had met. That sounds so bad now that I look back on it, but, um, so I went to go hang out with him and we were at his house and since I wasn't sexually active, he legit, I was, I was a lot smaller back then, but I've been tall, um, but I was a lot skinnier, so I didn't weigh much. Um, but he legit picked me up and like tossed me out of his house. Um, that sounds kind of cartoonish, but I'm strong. So I was like weighing myself down. But he was still, like, dragging me and then, like, pushed me out. So, <laughs> yeah, that happened. Um, I think one of the other times that really triggered me, again, there's a lot of things I don't remember. So, I would say... trying to think if there was anything before I can't think of anything um so since I can't remember shit else except two other things that triggered my depression um December 2017 I, I was assaulted again um not sexually assaulted but I had been dealing with this person for like a year and a some change. October, November, December. About 15, 16 months. And um, he had come over. The rest doesn't matter. And then he got up to go to the bathroom. And when he was in the bathroom, he started yelling. And I was like, what are you talking about? So he like storms out. Um, I'm trying to understand what he's saying. And then this story I have told on my podcast. Um, he stormed out. I was trying to understand what he was saying. He asked me to take him home. And I was like, all right, well, it was like 10 o'clock at night. I was like, if we're going, like, we need to go now because it's getting late, blah, blah, blah. And he just sat there. And so I was like, all right, well, like, if you're not trying to leave right now, just call an Uber. Um, because once it hits whatever time, like, I'm not leaving. Um, because I don't live close to everybody else. I live usually, like, oh, shit, a minimum 
of like 25, 30 minutes and I don't like driving, so. Um, I told him that if he didn't want to leave right then, he needed to call an Uber. And so he got pissed off and he was trying to like reach for things to throw when he finally got up um i had texted one of my close friends uh actually i didn't even text him i just sent him my location and he sent back question marks and at that time it was starting to get more violent and i don't typically fear for my life like i'm not the type of person that's scared of death i'm not let me not phrase it like that i'm not afraid of dying um because again if you listen to my last one i've always thought i was gonna die young so that doesn't really scare me but this probably was the f first time in my adult life that i was legit scared and um my friend texted me back some question marks and so it was getting too violent at that point so I just called the cops bad mistake but I did and the whole time I'm on the phone with the operator he's throwing me he's pushing me I had bruises and scratches and have um this really big glass mirror in my room it's probably like six foot a little over six foot heavy um and at the time I had other glass in my room as well because I had um a vanity mirror that just sat there and that was glass it was thinner so you could easily like pick it up um but there was a lot of glass objects in my room that I could have easily got hurt with he could have harmed me with um, basically when the cops got there, I had bruises, I had scratches, I had like on a t-shirt, but one of the ones that's like higher up, so it was like to here. And I have bruises everywhere. I'm, I'm light-skinned. I bruise really easily, like within minutes I can get a bruise. And, um, so I had bruises, I had scratches. And the whole time, I couldn't breathe either. It was like an elephant was sitting on my chest. And so the whole time I'm sitting there, and I don't even think I could like mimic what I was doing, but it was like, <gasps> so I'm trying to catch my breath. And I just remember there were like three or four cops standing in my living room talking to me. And They were making me out to be the aggressor and that hurt, <laughs> but I mean, we're two black people in a white neighborhood. Like, um, later I found out, I think it was like a month or so later. I found out that my neighbors, um, I had downstairs neighbors, diagonal neighbors, and then next door neighbors at my old building. I mean, obviously I, I do here too, but there, um, I found out that they had called the cops as well. 
and it's just crazy to me because there next directly next door to me there was this like really big guy he very easily could have came and helped me and so I was really hurt by that um that nobody cared to help they didn't even come knock on the door like I didn't have any assistance at all um so that kind of really sucked and then um I don't really want to give all the details of that out but yeah so after that happened actually I'll get into that in a second because the last thing that oh Jesus the last thing that really triggered my depression and I'll tie all this back in just a second but the really thing the really thing the last thing that really triggered my depression was July 4th 2018 <laughs> this is a part of one of my podcasts as well um it coincides with I think it's like December 15th, 13th, something. Um, there's a podcast I have. It just has two dates in it. Um, but July 4th, 2018. Oh, Jesus. Um, I had a miscarriage. To date, that was probably, like, the hardest thing. <laughs> My third attempt at suicide. I just remember thinking, why me? Like, what did I do to deserve this? I didn't even know, but when it happened, it was a shock. Um, because I didn't know it was just a few weeks but at the same time that still causes pain <laughs> it's still really hard to deal with so for that reason I don't celebrate the 4th of July among other reasons but um, through all these experiences I've always thought why me why is this happening to me like what did I do to deserve this um 
when I was assaulted um, in December 17, I just remember after the cops left and I filled out the report and all of that, um, I didn't sleep that night. I just laid in my bed just crying. Um, I didn't eat or drink for at least the next two days. I barely even spoke. Um, I actually had to go to the doctor the next day. And I talked to the nurse about it because she knew that something was wrong. So I talked to the nurse about it. Um, I didn't give her all the details either. But those are probably the top three traumatic experiences I've had in my life. Um that were directly towards me. <sighs> when I was in um, ninth grade, I think it was the summer between ninth and 10th, um, I watched somebody drowned. And that sounds crazy, but that would probably be a story for another time. I probably look like a big old crybaby right now. But like, When I shared my miscarriage story, I got a lot of messages from males and females, and that helped a lot of people. I don't feel like, I don't want, I don't want sympathy. That's, that's not what I want, ever. Um, it actually makes me extremely uncomfortable. It's okay to acknowledge what I've gone through, but I just don't ever want somebody to treat me like a victim um, because I'm not, I'm a survivor. Um, the other thing I wanted to discuss is... Hey, that's mine. Hey, hey, you don't drink coffee, ma'am. You wanna give him a video? No? Come here. Come here. Come here. I can't reach you over there. She wants her belly. Mommy can't reach you over there. Whatever. Rocky, come here. Come here. Come here, fat girl. Come here. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So, the next thing that I kind of want to go over is anxiety. And, um, I don't. Mine is more so like social anxiety, but I also get anxiety um, at random times. Like I will feel so calm, like I'll think I'm calm, but apparently I'm not. Um, so I found some things um, to kind of describe. I don't know. So. This one says, anxiety isn't that bad. Yes, it is. Anxiety makes you sit there and overthink every single thing. At times, it makes you think people in your life are leaving you. You begin to feel abandoned and not worth anything because the most important person slash people in your life don't want you. So you push away for the fear of being hurt. You push them away so that they can't discard you or leave you. When in reality, nobody was ever leaving. Anxiety this bad makes you leave the ones you love. It sucks. 
And um, personally, I've always pushed people away. Um, I don't think it's directly linked to my anxiety because, um, like I mentioned last time, I lost my both of my grandpas like a year. It was like 11 months apart from one another. Um, I was 10 and 11, and those alone made me like not ever want to get close to anybody ever again because those were my best friends. So, um, losing them made me not want to get close to people. Now that I'm older, um, it's kind of like I can't push people away because of what the last person did or, or the fear of losing them because I personally believe, like I mentioned last time, <laughs> I personally believe in the butterfly effect, um, call it what you want, but everything happens for a reason. So, you know, these traumatic experiences happened to me and what did that, how did that directly affect me? It may not like change you or do anything for you right away, but personally, like, um, I would say all of them, the sexual assault, the assault and the miscarriage and, you know, being cheated on by my ex. I feel like all of those have made me a better person. Um, you're like, what the fuck, Sabrina? What are, what are you talking about? But like the rape, um, I didn't want to be touched for a very long time. And, um, I think it made me more compassionate. Um, the assault, that just taught me not to trust people in my home, to be completely honest. Like, protect your peace. And I'll get to that in a second. Um, and the miscarriage, I feel like that happened. Lord knows. Everybody knows. Everybody and their mama knows. I want kids. I want, like, a million of them things. If I could have, like, 20 kids right now, I would. But what's the easiest way to put it is what's meant to be will be you don't have to force what's for you you don't have to chase what's for you do you have to maybe work a little harder if that's something you really want that's not easily attainable yes but what's for you will always be for you i cannot stress that enough if it's not for you it won't be for you like don't force that shit um personally i'm a big believer in there's always a lesson in tragedies. There's always a lesson in everything. And it doesn't have to be, like, directly related to it. Um, how can I explain this? I, my, my contacts popped out when I was crying. And I see people at the pool, and I don't know if they're nude or not. I thought our pool was closed. Anyways. Um... So, I'm going to use my ex cheating on me, even though that has not shit to do with this story. But that's the best example I can use. So, my ex cheated on me. I hated him for it. Um, it really hurt. I was 18. Like, I got the fuck over it. Um, I took what he did to me, how I treated him, how he treated me, and I took that and I was like, you know what? It was like a few years later, not immediately, because, you know, 
18, 19, 20, 21 even a little bit. Like I was, I was a mess. Okay. You hear that? Um, but a few years down the line, you know, it taught me, you know, you don't stop doing things for people because of how one person treated you. Like I treated that man like a king and I will treat any man I'm with like a king. That's just me. And I feel like that will always be me. Um, him cheating on me had nothing to do with me. It had everything to do with him and how he felt about himself. Um, personally, I feel like he may be a trash man now. Not literally like a garbage man, but like he may be trash now. I don't really know. I don't know where he is. I don't know anything about him. I don't know anybody who communicates with him. Um, do you hear that? She wants attention. Rocky, mommy's filming. God. So anyways. <laughs> so anyways. Rocky! So anyways. Um, I feel like I helped mold him into who he's going to be down the line. Like, from what I heard, um, like right after me, so I was like 19 at the time, he treated that girlfriend, I don't know if they're still together, so good. I don't know if that's true, but you're welcome. So I just feel like there's a lesson to be learned in everything, period. Like even if it's not right away, like one day you'll look back at a traumatic experience you had and who you are today and be like, oh, like if this wouldn't have happened, I wouldn't be this way. So I don't know. So one thing I also want to touch on is um, anxiety attacks. A lot of people, that's another, you know, if you don't acknowledge it, it's not really there type thing. One of the scary monsters under the bed. Um, so I just want people to know, like, anxiety attacks aren't always hyperventilating and back, rocking back and forth. I know that's what a lot of people tend to think, but not true. Um, it can be unpredictable about unpredictable bouts of rage or irritability, nitpickiness, which is like obsessive behavior, um, which may be a part of OCD and even a hypersensitivity to disarray chaos or any sort of change. Whenever there's change, I freak the fuck out internally. You will never see that on the outside. Um, one thing I was thinking about when I was thinking about this topic is the fact that when I've always like thought about is or one thing I was thinking about the other day when I was thinking about this topic is um I've realized when I get extremely anxious uh especially at work like I just start cleaning my desk I'll start moving things around um so my desk is always clean it's just I don't know I didn't even realize that until I was going over these things like oh that makes sense. Um, it can also be fast talking, stuttering, or stumbling over words, not talking at all, um, which I tend to do because my heart rate goes up and it's almost like I can't talk. Um, it's almost like I can't breathe. And it. Um, another one is sitting rigid, staring in space, almost zoned out. And understanding the way one or another's anxiety works can help decrease the stigma and help to calm a person faster and get them out of that state. These are just a few, but it gives an idea of the range of attacks can come. Um, 
So that's big. And also, I feel like sometimes depression and anxiety go hand in hand. So I found something to explain what having both is like, just in a little snippet. Um, so it's like being scared and tired at the same time. It's the fear of failing, but no urge to be productive. It's wanting friends, but hate socializing. It's wanting to be alone, but not wanting to be lonely. It's caring about everything, then caring about nothing. It's feeling everything at once, and then feeling paralyzingly numb. So, that speaks to a lot. Hopefully that puts a lot in perspective for a lot of you. Because... A lot of people think this shit's not real. <clears throat> they think you could just go get some magic pills or, you know, just... If you don't acknowledge it, it's not there. And I'm sorry, but that's not true. Um, also, another thing which really speaks to me is... Um, Living with anxiety is like being followed by a voice. It knows all your insecurities and uses them against you. It gets to the point to where it's the loudest in the room, the only one that you can hear. Um, I think that goes for both anxiety and depression. Um, because they're both so overwhelming. Especially when you are dealing with both at the same time. Um, you're completely overwhelmed, but... These are really hard topics to talk about because, again, there's that stigma that it's not real. And I I absolutely hate it. Like, it makes me want to scream. So, there's that. But also, one thing I want to really talk about um, is I have, I took some notes. Oops. Oh, shit. Oh, God. Oh, here it is. Oh, it failed. Um, about what I wanted to touch on in this. And so, these are things that I feel like can be beneficial. And also, maybe some things that I do. I don't know. We'll see. This video is probably shit, and I'm sorry. I don't got no makeup on. I've been crying. I just can't find my words. I just, I don't know. Um, so I just want people to understand that self-love and like taking care of yourself isn't this whole romantic story, you feel me? It's like, it's not bubble baths and lighting candles and boom, you're better. Like that's, I wish that's how it worked, but that's not how it works. Actually, I don't because I don't get in the bath because your girl's 5'9 can't really fit but um it's not just bubble baths incense and mud masks like you can use those to assist you can use those to help calm you clear your mind things like that but it's it's not as simple and romantic as that um it's a lot of finding yourself figuring out your triggers figuring out how to avoid your triggers and not necessarily just avoid, but how to deal with your triggers. Um, so, for me, one of the things that I do is, I used to do it like once a week. I haven't done it lately, but um, especially when I'm feeling down or um, anything, really. You fucking do it anywhere. Anywhere. 
don't do it anywhere. I mean, you can, but, um, I take pictures. I like taking pictures. Um, I used to have this boss that told me when you look good, you feel good. If you're having a shitty day, don't throw on that hoodie and leggings. Like, do your makeup, do your hair, like, get ready. If you're a guy, like, do whatever makes you feel good. But when you wake up having a bad day or you feel like today is going to be a bad day, like, make yourself look good. Because then, I don't know what it is, but it's, nine times out of ten, it's going to make you feel better. Um, so for me, what I like to do is, I don't like to get dressed for work because I just sit there and I don't see anybody. But if I am feeling like that, or I feel like I'm going to start feeling like that, or if I just want some self-confidence, I will come home, throw on some makeup. Sometimes it's not even a full face. I'll just throw on like some lashes and some gloss. And um, I think the last two times I threw on wigs. Still don't know how to put wigs on. But, um, and I take pictures. And then I post them. When I post pictures, I don't post them to get likes. Like, yeah, that's a benefit, but I post them for me. This is a time where I was feeling myself and I deem it necessary to, you know, treat myself well. Like, I'm a bad bitch, so you're going to get this. You're going to see these pictures. You're going to see these titties, okay? But that's one thing that I do. Um, what people also need to learn is letting go of toxic energy. Um, we got to let go of, oh, I've known them for this long, even though they make me feel this way or they treat me this way, I'm going to keep them around because I've known them for so long. Like, that's not okay. I don't care if it's your mom, your dad, your sister, your brother, your cousin, your uncle, your dog, like, let that shit go. Let go of anything that doesn't feed your energy. It feeds off your energy. It pulls from you. It brings you down. Let go of anything like that. Um, acknowledge when you know you're not yourself. Um, even if it's the smallest sign, you need to learn yourself. Um, learn to love yourself. Figure out why you don't want to eat or why you're acting a certain way. Um, you also need to know when to correct your thinking. Positive versus, versus negative. If you tell yourself something negative, go ahead and tell yourself something, something positive. Um, if you're the type of person that always feels negatively, negatively, ne ne that word about yourself, <laughs> go ahead and go buy some sticky notes and either a board or just the sticky notes. And if you're just getting the sticky notes, post them around your place, put them in your car, put them at your desk, put them on your mirror, put them in your closet, put them in shoe boxes, put them wherever the fuck you look. Um, or what I had done. I have bought like a board. I don't have it anymore, but I have bought a board and stuck all the sticky notes on there. Um, self affirmations, you know, positive quotes, things like that. Um, also, one of the things I really like to do when I'm feeling down or I just need like a little pick me up, I listen to Waze by Janae Iko. Um, it's Why Aren't You Smiling? And I feel like that's. A huge help um, my aunt has stage 4 lymphoma she just had her last treatment and I know I'm really fidgety right now that's just how I get um, but like a month a month and a half ago I sent her that song and I feel like when I was on I was on my way to see her the next day so I felt like her attitude was a lot better so if you really listen to things like that or 
dance around your room to, you know, some good ass music, you know, clean and listen to some good ass music, dance. Like, I like to personally shop, but I'm an emotional shopper, but I really like to shop regularly. So it's really kind of hard to, you know, differentiate the two, but, um, all like just randomly turn on some music, get up and make myself move, cook a good meal, like find things that I don't want to say distract you because I don't ever want you to hide your issues. I want you to feel like you can talk to people. If you don't have anybody to talk to, come fucking talk to me. I write people all the time if I see them saying something and I'll be like, yo, you good? Like, do you need to talk? I'm here. If you don't have nobody, like, come to me. If you don't personally, I feel like it's um, a lot easier for a lot of people to talk to strangers. So, you know, fucking come to me. That's okay. I'm okay with that. Don't ever hide your feelings. Don't ever feel like nobody cares. You matter. You're important. You smart. You kind. Like, I know it's hard, but we got to get rid of the stigma, truthfully, honestly. And, um, I think that really starts with us. Like, learn to love yourself. Read a book. Like, I don't know. Whatever you think will help you do that shit. Because don't let nobody tell you how your feelings not real. Don't let nobody ever. I don't give a fuck if you have depression, anxiety. I don't care if you don't. I don't care. Like, do not let anybody invalidate your feelings. If it's your boyfriend, sister, mom, dad, cousin, brother, uncle, neighbor. Like, don't let nobody tell you your feelings don't matter or make you feel like you're playing the victim. And unless you really are playing the victim, then I can't really blame them. But, like, don't let nobody make you feel different about you you need to love yourself figure out how to love yourself get romantic with yourself if you got to take yourself on coffee dates if you got to take yourself on movie dates get real fucking comfortable with yourself you feel me like learn yourself inside and out your triggers what you like what you don't like because that in the long run will also help your relationships why are you listening to a girl who's been single for seven years i don't fucking know but i know what i like and what i don't like i know what's a trigger when i'm talking to somebody i know if I see a specific sign or somebody says something specific, even up front, I don't want to deal with it because you're going to contribute to my negative energy and your girl don't need it. <laughs> like, I don't know. I hope this video helped somebody. Um, I feel like I rambled a lot. I don't feel like I probably touched on everything I wanted to. But really the message is your feelings are real. Don't let anybody take that from you. If you need somebody to talk to, hit me up. Um, I'll leave my webpage down below. It'll have all the ways you can reach me. Email, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, here, my podcast. Like, you, there's no reason, like, people wouldn't be able to reach me. So, I hope this helps somebody. If you don't like it, that's okay. Um, if you like it, you know, let me know. I like to hear from people. Like, that shit warms my heart, so. But... That's all I really have to say. Depression and anxiety are real. They're not scary monsters under your bed that only come to play at night. Like, I know a lot of people get seasonal depression um, around the holidays. It fucking sucks. It definitely fucking sucks. But um, I've attempted a few times 
But like I, I keep saying, I've been saying for a few years, my purpose is bigger than me. So if I help one fucking person, my nose itches. I'm okay with that. Like if I help a lot of people, I'm even cooler with that. Like. I just really want everybody to be okay. And it doesn't happen overnight. It truly doesn't. Um, if you want to take medications, do that. I personally don't agree with medications for anything. Um, not ones that are prescribed. It's my own personal opinion, but I do believe in vaccines. I don't know. It's a whole different topic. We're not going to get into that. Um, but yeah, so... I hope you guys enjoyed. I hope you guys didn't cry with me. I hope people don't think I'm playing the victim because I really don't want anybody's empathy, sympathy. Um, I don't need it. Like, check on your peoples. For real. Check on your people. I know somebody personally who I have to constantly check on because just the shit that they deal with. And I feel like if something were to happen to him, then that'd be on me for not checking on him. I don't know. Also, don't carry other people's burdens. I'm a hypocrite, but don't carry anybody's burdens. Don't carry anybody else's weight. That shit's not healthy. My mom does that shit. Um, I can manage to do it because I know when to step back, but a lot of people don't. So check on your people. Check on yourself. Make sure you love yourself. Cats. Um, cats are really good for depression and anxiety, even though mine are assholes. They're Aries like me, so... Um, but they are really good for anxiety and depression. Um, I'm sure a lot of other animals are. But, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and end this now because my coffee's cold and I didn't even get to drink it. So, see you guys next time. We should make this a theme. We, we, do you come here often? We should start seeing one another.